Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. Wow, what an interview. Michaela had so much information to share. And this is actually the first podcast episode that we have covered on hormones. Fascinating, a huge, huge topic. The three deeper than skin insights that stood out to me were number one, just how stress affects our skin. Um, of course, it can lead to inflammatory skin conditions. Uh, Michaela, what do you think is the biggest misconception about hormones and the way that they affect the skin? I think for me, people don't realise how much our lifestyle impacts our hormones, which then therefore impacts our skin. So, you know, your stress, your diet, your relationships, your finances, all those type of things are going to impact how healthy our hormones are, which will then in turn affect our skin. Because when you look at the body holistically, everything that's happening in the body is affecting every system, if that makes sense. Yeah, all systems are interconnected. They're not separate entities, absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about your career. Okay, well, I have been obsessed and kind of terrified of ageing since the age of 12. So I was not a normal child. I used to lay awake at night, you know, worrying about my parents getting old, my grandparents getting old. I think it stemmed from watching my grandparents have a whole bunch of age-related diseases, stroke dementia, those kind of things. And I just didn't ever understand why people accepted like that you had to get to a certain age and then you were decrepit and you could barely walk, you know, mm. housebound. And I just, you know, I never understood why people accepted that. So I was always very interested in the biology and science behind our bodies and aging. Obviously I went through my teenage years and my early twenties where I wasn't very healthy. <laughs> um, but I was healthy, but I was partying a lot. But I was always interested in nutrition. And then I discovered naturopathy while I was working at a call center. And I'd never heard of it before. This was in my early 20s. And it just clicked. And it just made so much sense as far as how with naturopathy, we're looking at how the whole body, like you said, interacts and interconnects. And looking at the underlying cause of ill health. So not just putting a Band-Aid solution on. And my obsession with aging and looking young and staying young for a long time just kind of melded with naturopathy because it's, you know, we're targeting the underlying cause of aging. So whilst I was studying my degree, I also started studying through the Australasian Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. So they do um, like a postgraduate training to specialize in anti-aging medicine. And yeah, I was like, I always wanted to focus my career on helping to educate the public on what we can do to slow down the aging process and look at aging as just another disease. It doesn't have to be how we've been taught that it has to be. So in my clinic, whilst I'm, I have a focus on anti-aging, I'm not just seeing people for aging. Obviously, I'm seeing a lot of people for thyroid hormone health issues. So I finished my degree three years ago and I opened up a clinic about six months after finishing study in Newcastle. And yeah, I've been seeing clients one-on-one -on -one ever since. 
Mm, fantastic. And obviously with ageing, I mean, yes, it's the outside that we see and what the world sees. But before that actually happens, there has to be a lot of things that are happening internally for it to then be mirrored on the outside. 100%. So we're going to talk a little bit more about perhaps some of those things and how they might be interconnected. But I'd like to delve a little bit deeper into hormones. So some of the most common hormones, kind of just a basis of how they're formed in the body. Like, what are hormones? So hormones are basically compounds to, I guess you could call them messenger compounds. So they tell our body what to do, how to work. That's the most basic description I can give you. Depending on what hormone it is, it'll give you energy, it'll help with reproduction, it'll help with our stress response, even things like gut health, liver function, and even our mental health as well. So they impact our whole body. So there's a few main ones that we look at and especially, I mean, I'm going to talk about a couple that are more uh, implicated in women's health because that's what I work with. So I'm more knowledgeable about that. And also I'm going to talk a little bit about how they're related in, as far as skin health and aging. Because Amazing. Again, yes. Yes. All of our hormones first start off with the pituitary gland. So it's the very, I guess, the base control center of where hormones first start. They are then, a hormone called DHEA is released by the adrenal gland thanks to the pituitary gland, and that will impact our immune system, sexual reproduction. It's known as like a super anti-aging hormone, basically. It's what keeps us young and, you can't see me quote, but beautiful, you know? And as we age, that hormone declines. In women, it's because obviously as we go through menopause, we don't need to attract a mate, so we don't need these youth-promoting hormones, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Then you get things like estrogens and progesterones, which are produced in our reproductive system, but they also start from the pituitary gland. And they're also related to you know, our fertility and what, at different times in our cycle, they're released to you know, control ovulation and things like that. So talk us through how these hormones can be related to the skin. So a couple with your estrogen, it is a hormone that really helps, I guess, keep your skin nice and thick and hydrated. So, you know, as you age and the estrogen levels decline, the skin starts to get quite thin and crepey looking, and it also might get quite dry. You'll see that in women as well as they go through menopause and the estrogen drops with like vaginal dryness and like the skin in the vagina area being quite thin. So that's kind of like a really hydrating, thickening, wound healing hormone that keeps it, our skin looking plump. And then you've got progesterone, which helps support more the elasticity side. So how stretchy our skin goes. So as, again, as we age, you know, like you might, I did this with my nan when I was little, you'd like pull the skin on the back of the hand and it would just kind of stay there. So the decline with progesterone. So the skin elasticity will flip back the higher progesterone levels we have. But it also helps with the circulation side. So obviously, we get all of our nutrients through our blood. So the better circulation we have, the more nourished our skin cells are going to be as those progesterone levels decline, that circulation is impacted as well. Um, and you've got like your DHEA, which is just, it's going to impact also the thickness of the skin, the collagen production, it will also impact things like as it declines, like skin pigmentation. So, you know, you might see like those liver spots or you get extra pigmentation as you age. 
And also your skin will dry up so you won't produce as much uh, like oil or sebum as you get older and the DHEA declines. So that's why we want to support healthy hormones to keep the skin plump, moist, thick and elastic, I guess. Mm, interesting. And we know that that sebum is so important in that skin barrier function as well. So if we don't have that sebum on the outer layer of our skin, then our skin might be more prone to break down, etc. Yes. Yeah. So when we're talking about hormonal skin conditions, you know, you mentioned dry skin, you talked about, you know, even oily skin that can be, I guess, on the other flip side of hormones and then things like acne. How do you address these? Well, I guess it really depends. I mean, as a naturopath, we are looking at the whole person. So when someone comes to see me in clinic, hormones obviously play a role, but what is impacting those hormones we have to look at? So that can be liver function, gut health will impact your hormone balance, even nutritional deficiencies as well. So for something like acne, it might be an excess in progesterone. So we might need to look at helping to lower the progesterone and balance out that estrogen progesterone balance, but also things like zinc. Zinc plays a really big role or zinc deficiency plays a really big role in acne. And so does our blood sugar. So excess insulin or insulin resistance, you know, a really sugary diet is going to exacerbate acne, create more inflammation and take a lot longer for the skin to heal as well. Mm. And things like oily skin would be, you know, again, you'd be looking at um, excess DHEA. So people can have excess amounts of this. So just because it is a youth promoting hormone doesn't mean that if you have lots of it, you're going to be healthy or look young. Do you know what I mean? So you'll create excess oil and also, you know, poor liver function will impact estrogen clearance, which also can impact how oily your skin is as well. So quite a few things at play. I never just look at just what the hormones are doing. We're going to look at everything when we're treating a skin condition. Yeah, so important to look internally, externally. And then I guess on the flip side, so if you are addressing these hormonal skin conditions, do we see an increase in the health of our skin? Like, is it a matter of, for example, a woman that might have reduced estrogen, if they are maybe increasing that or balancing that out or taking hormone replacement or something, would they perhaps see an improvement in elasticity or collagen within their skin? Or is it kind of once it's done, it's a bit late? You'll never go back to where you were. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll never go back to 20 or 30 year old skin when you're at 50. But yes, definitely supporting healthy hormones at all ages is going to impact your skin health. You'll never be 30 years old again, but you'll have healthier, plumper skin. It might look more, you know, like glowy and definitely acne. I get quite a lot of women in their mid to late 40s, especially with thyroid issues that have adult acne. So we start to address the uh, thyroid issues and their acne goes away and they have clear, happy skin. So again, depending, you're never going to look like you went under the knife with your diet or um, natural. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing? But you will look for me, like I'm, I'm integrative. So like I'm all for all the, you know, cosmetic treatments too, even though I like all natural things. Yeah, you won't look like you went under the knife, but you will prevent, that's right, you will, by nourishing and helping to support healthy hormones throughout our whole age, you'll slow down, you can slow down the aging process. So you can slow down how quickly the skin health deteriorates. Yeah, which is important. Now, I'd like to dig a little deeper into stress and fatigue. I mean, stress, we know, produces cortisol, which is a hormone that 
can greatly affect the skin. But I'm sure there's different facets to this. So I guess from your experience, from your background, from your training, how do these types of things affect skin? And also the longevity, because that's kind of what we're talking about as well today. Totally. Let me preface this by, preface this by saying with anything with longevity, it won't have an impact on the skin until everything inside is sorted out. But every, once you sort all that out, the skin will benefit from it. So when we look at stress impacting longevity and skin health, well, yeah, so when you have chronic stress, you're creating cortisol all the time. So you're pumping out cortisol, which in small amounts is amazing. It's really good for our health. But if you're exposed to it all the time, you create a lot of inflammation and oxidative stress. Now, that's going to damage skin cells and the production of healthy skin cells um, and create DNA damage as well. So the new cells that come through aren't gonna be as fabulous, yeah? It will also impact the hormone side of things. It'll impact your gut health and your microbiome. So there's a microbiome in our gut and there's a microbiome on our skin and they actually communicate with each other. So if the one in the gut isn't healthy, the one on the skin isn't gonna be healthy and that's going to impact skin health and integrity. And then you've got things like liver function, which is shut down with stress, which creates more oxidative stress and inflammation. And when you have poor liver function, you start to see things like eczema or psoriasis and you know dermatitis and skin rashes and those kind of nasty things as well. So chronic stress is actually worse for our body than smoking, first of all. And it, I look at it as the underlying cause of a lot of chronic health issues and age-related disease. So in my clinic, I, that's one of the first things I address is the adrenal function and chronic stress. Wow. How interesting. You mentioned at the very beginning that stress can actually be beneficial. Are you able to explain that a little bit further? So we need, so stress in the morning. So we have our adrenal glands, which create our cortisol. And we have in the morning, we'll have a nice little surge of cortisol that gives us a burst of energy. It'll actually give us a little boost in our immune function and it will help with neurotransmitters and hormones as well. So a tiny little amount to get the body kick-started for the day, works on our circadian rhythm too. So that morning cortisol will help regulate the circadian rhythm, which is like our internal body clock, which everything runs on. So small amounts, fabulous. But, you know, like we had it, you know, thousands of years ago when we were hunter-gatherers, we'd have a nice little surge to get us to run, run away from a saber-toothed tiger while we were hunting. Well, we're not running away from a saber-toothed tiger anymore, but we're constantly stressed being in traffic, work, finances and things like that. And then it does the opposite. So that whilst a nice little burst in the morning might give you a little immune boost, if you're exposed to it all the time, it'll actually dampen your immune system. Mm. So it's a fine line, you know, we don't, we want the little bit of cortisol and that little bit of stress. We just don't want it all the time. Yes. And like, I guess for many of us who probably have very high stress levels in our lives, but we're so used to it, like how do you manage that with clients that might come in and that they're like, no, my stress is pretty low. You know, nothing is really stressful or out of the ordinary, but either their blood tests or something else that you're looking at is showing that there is either significant stress or this like low grade chronic stress. How do you deal with that? Well, I would say, first of all, about 60 to 70% of my clients, I get a lot of A types, so powerful, successful women that are on the go, 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 
full-time, you know, mums, all that kind of thing, yet they come to me because they have all these symptoms of stress except for the actual feeling of stress because, again, they're so used to it. They have no idea that they're stressed. So I do a lot of, like, I do a quite a detailed questionnaire before my clients come in that kind of tells me, you know, there's quite a few symptoms of chronic stress other than feeling stressed. So, you know, getting hangry quite often or afternoon energy crashes or being wired at night. So struggling to get out of the bed in the morning, but eight or nine o'clock at night, you're the most alert. You can get the most done. Weight gain around the belly. Salty cravings is a big one. A poor wound healing, sore joints, and then you've got your whole gut symptoms. So there's like a symptomatic checklist that you can look at to see what they're showing. And that will give me a good indication. There's definitely a lot of uh, blood tests and saliva tests and things like that and urine spot tests as well that you can get done that will also tell you what your hormone levels are at. But really a symptomatic checklist is a great start as well. That's so interesting. So it's not just this feeling of, I'm so stressed out. It could be as simple as joint pain, but you're so used to it that you never put the two and two together. Exactly. I always love hearing about case studies because we speak to a lot of holistic practitioners who come from all different types of backgrounds. So I'd love to hear a couple of times where you have had great results for your patients that just reminded you of why you do what you do, but also just showed the power of naturopathy and the modalities that you use. Definitely. I think the the one that comes to mind is a client that I still see she came to me nearly two years ago now. She's in her mid to late 40s. She had Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune thyroid condition. So she had been seeing her doctor and basically she was on something called thyroxine, which is a synthetic thyroid hormone basically to boost your hormone levels. She was seeing a doctor and basically every afternoon she'd get home from work. She would be in tears because she'd be so exhausted. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't cook dinner. She couldn't work out. She had no life. She was working, coming home and hopping into bed. And basically she was told this is middle age and this is what to expect and there's nothing we can do about it. So she came to me because she was like, there has to be something. Like I cannot... I'm in my mid to late 40s. I've got another 40, 50 years to be alive. I can't live like this for the rest of my life or I'm going to do something drastic. So she came to me and we, I started working. So with Hashimoto's and autoimmune condition, you need to do a lot of gut work. You know, if your gut isn't healthy, you're creating a lot of inflammation, which is creating immune reaction. So in Hashimoto's, the immune system is attacking the thyroid. And then we get underactive thyroid and we get all the nasty symptoms. So weight gain, you can't lose weight, horrific fatigue, hair loss, the acne, constipation. It's just a really uncomfortable disease to live with. So we did a lot of gut work. We worked on her diet. We worked on some very simple lifestyle activities she could do with the energy she had. And I use quite a lot of like adrenal and thyroid herbs as well. So when we look at thyroid, we need to look at the HPA access which is ties in thyroid, adrenal and pituitary. And what one, happens if one is affecting the others. So I did a whole lot of work with her and I'm still seeing her, but we did blood tests last year. I should say, so within four months, she had lost six kilos, which is a lot for someone with Hashimoto's. She was able to start working out in the afternoon after work. She had energy, she could clean a house. She got to the point where she had so much energy. She was like, 
cleaning the kitchen with a toothbrush because she was like, I have energy and I can spring clean my house. So that was a huge win for her. But we did do blood tests last year and her TSH level, so one of her thyroid hormone levels had decreased, her antibodies had decreased, her cholesterol had gone to a very normal level and her iron had improved. So she had all these biological markers, I guess you could say, that were proving that what we were doing was working, but her whole outlook on life has completely changed. She's lost 17 kilos over the past year. And now we're, we're still, you know, she's a little bit overweight, so she's still got more weight to lose. But her whole, every part of her life has improved, her mindset, her outlook, and it's then improved the lives of the people around her too. So mm. it's been pretty wonderful to see such a transformation and to be a part of that, you know, and yeah. Wow, how incredible. And you're so right. It's not just that individual, but how it will benefit everyone around them, their people in their work life, their loved ones, their friends. Yeah, yeah, how fantastic. So managing patient expectations is something that all practitioners, therapists, clinicians in every industry have perhaps struggled with at some point in time. How do you manage this with your patients? Um, I think, first of all, in the first consult, uh, you have to be very realistic and explain to them the time frame it takes, especially with hormones and adrenal and thyroid issues. It's not an easy road, you know, and I also let them know that the health journey is never a straight line. It's up and down, up and down. So you have to be realistic. I always give a timeline of three to six months before you're expecting to see huge results. So then they're not disheartened when after two weeks, they haven't lost 10 kilos and they're not running a marathon. And I keep them on track too. I, I have like a thing where I have email and tech support for my clients. So you know, they reach out to me when they're at those lows because they got everyone's going to have those lows and those days where they just want to bang their head against a brick wall because it's not happening straight away. Yeah. And in regards to, I guess, the future of naturopathic medicine, we did see that in the Australian health system, they were, they were looking at do, doing some reforms. What do you think will change in the future specifically for naturopathy? Look, at the moment, they're looking at, you know, in our community, they're looking at registration so that we are more recognised. I think there's a lot of stigma still in the general public about what naturopathy is. A lot of people think it's woo-woo and snake oil and all these things because they have no idea what we're doing. So I think it will be a slow road to get to a point where we're registered and we're recognised nationally and through the general public as well. But I think every single person that we can help and get good results and do it in an ethical way where you're not overselling supplements or, you know, costing people lots of money, they, the word will spread that way mm. eventually. But it will be slow. I think it'll be, you know, another 10 years before. Yeah, slow and steady. Yeah. All good things take time. <laughs> And are you able to share some advice for someone that is experiencing either chronic stress, maybe we could do this in two sections, and then also hormonal or skin changes? Yeah, I guess with, if you are experiencing chronic stress, if you're not sure if you're experiencing chronic stress, even just Googling what are the symptoms of chronic stress, you know, so you can kind of see, it'll tell you on Google. Like I know people say don't use Dr. Google, but for something like that, so you can get a greater understanding of your body, definitely having a look at that. And then looking at what parts of your life you can change incrementally, if that's how you pronounce that word. Mm. Yeah. 
you know, so I think when you're overwhelmed or chronically, when you're chronically stressed, the last thing you need to be is overwhelmed with health advice. So when I see my clients, it's a little changes at a time. So maybe it's one hour a week, you're going to do something nice for yourself away from your family, away from your job, you know, something that's out of relaxation and then building on that, something like that. For chronic stress, so you really need, it. lifestyle is key. So I've had clients that have had horrific personal lives that they can't escape from. So I can give them all the tools and everything, all the supplements and the diet in the world, but there's only so much we can do until you're removing yourself, at least for a small amount of time from the stressful situation. So your adrenals get a chance to breathe. But definitely seeing that, you know, an integrative doctor, obviously I'm going to say see a naturopath that specialize in adrenal dysfunction and stress, because we can, we do really make a difference and you can make a difference pretty quickly. Like you can really start to get some relief from stress in a couple of weeks. Uh, obviously it takes a long time to see great results, but you do get relief pretty quickly. Yeah. What about for those that may be experiencing hormonal skin changes due to hormonal things happening? As far as like menopause and aging goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely looking at things like supporting healthy hormone production through food. So something like seed cycling would be good. So nourishing your body with phytoestrogenic foods like uh, linseed or flaxseed, chia seeds, hemp seeds, pumpkin seeds, those kind of things, and even like edamame or some soy foods. So that's something you could start straight away with menopausal hormonal decline and skin health. Can you explain what seed cycling is? So it's where you are, you are basically eating phytoestrogenic rich seeds to support the production of estrogenic hormones, basically. Mm. So they're just a natural way to give you a little boost. You can have them every day or if you're pre-menopausal or perimenopausal, you can have them at certain times in your cycle to give you a little boost. So, you know, leading up to your period or leading up to when you ovulate, depending on what time it is, you can have certain seeds. There is lots of information online about it. It's a cheap, easy way to support estrogenic and progesterone hormone production though. So with you know menopause and perimenopause, there's a few tests that you can get done, but a really good one is the Dutch test. So it's a urine test, a dried urine test, and it covers a whole bunch of hormones related to obviously our female sex hormones, but also adrenal function, DHEA and that. So it gives you a good indication of what your levels are. So you can really narrow in what's impacting your skin, of course, and the rest of your hormones. Interesting. Well, so, so much information, such a big world of new things our body is amazing isn't it yes so Michaela where can people find more about you and the work that you do so you can visit me on Instagram I'm quite active on there so the longevity remedy and I also have a website the longevityremedy.com and I do work I mainly I do one-on-one consults but I also run an eight-week program called the longevity reset where we target all aspects of hormones, adrenal and thyroid function by targeting the stress, supporting liver function and gut health. And I actually, my, my next round starts next week. So the cart's closed at the moment, but there'll be another round in July. Amazing. And do you do that like by t- teleconference or is that always face-to-face? This one is obviously because the state of the world that we're in now, it is teleconference. Um, but going forward, it will just be teleconference. So I have... The people that are in this group are all over Australia. 
and we get you know just as good results seeing on zoom now as we do in person yeah that's fantastic well thank you so much for being guest on today's show and talking about hormones and stress and the skin lots of things no worries i appreciate you uh taking the time to talk to me Wow, what an interview. I just loved hearing all of Michaela's wealth of knowledge about hormones and the skin. It's actually a topic that we haven't covered yet on the Heal Thy Skin podcast, and it's been something that I've wanted to cover for quite some time. Um, And it's just amazing how much hormones affect our skin, and it's not something we will always think about. The three deeper-than-skin insights that stood out to me were just the real effects of stress and the way it affects our skin from increasing in cortisol levels to increasing inflammation in the skin to potentially causing an outbreak of an inflammatory skin condition to then causing more um, intensified aging or premature aging. So many reasons for us to relax. And it has been said that chronic stress is actually worse for us than smoking. So it's really, really important to kind of evaluate the stress in your life because I know for myself sometimes I think I'm not stressed um, but we can be in this like perpetuating low-grade chronic stress for a very long time and it becomes our new normal essentially. Um, A guest that we are having on the show in a few weeks time is actually going to be speaking about meditation and the importance of meditation and mindfulness type practices for healing. Uh, So that is an episode that you are definitely going to want to be listening to that will be dropping in the next few weeks. Number two of the deeper than skin insights that stood out to me were how the skin and hormones actually react to aging. So we know that estrogen, for example, is responsible for uh, a nice plump collagen. Progesterone will help to increase sebum in the skin, which will then um, protect our skin barrier function. And as we age and as these hormones decline, we notice dryness of the skin. We notice that our skin becomes thinner. We notice that we have less sebum production or oil production. Uh, So we are more prone to skin conditions and things like that, which is why standard or basic skincare and skin health is really, really important for the aging population. So this correlation between hormone and an aging skin is very, very interesting. And number three, Michaela is kindly sharing the Naturopath's Guide to Cosmetic Surgery Recovery. It's available on her website and it's an ebook. So it's an eight week surgery prep program and four week post surgery post-surgery recovery guide, which also includes meal plans and recipes for you to nourish your body for optimal healing and recovery. The link is in the show notes, but you can also visit the Longevity Remedy website. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Heal Thy Skin podcast. Be sure to take a screenshot of your phone while you're listening and tag us on socials at dermhealth.co for a feature. I'm looking forward to bringing you another episode next week. Until then, be skin-powered.